You know, sometimes you just get to the place where you feel like everything in your life is closing in on you. You don't have room to turn around. You don't have room to take a breath. You don't have room to even consider your own thoughts. All you have is the pressure from every demand of everybody around you. Maybe it's a business demand. Maybe it's a political demand. By that, I mean society is closing in. Expectations are changing. Maybe it's a relational demand in your marriage or in your relationship with your siblings or your parents. And when that time happens, it's real hard as a leader just to get your own opportunity to think. I know growing up how many times we siblings would hear my mother just yell at the top of her lungs, just let me think. And I know as a leader and in stressful environments and even as a parent, I've had that exact same feeling sometimes. I just want to throw my arms up and spin around in a circle. Get away from me. Just give me time to think. And that's what I want to think about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And if you've been a leader of any level, of any kind, for any period of time, you've had that moment. I promise you have. Now, maybe you didn't recognize it at the time and you just went off the deep end and maybe it was road rage. Maybe it was, you know, blown up at somebody you don't even know in the grocery store. A lot of times doctors tell us that we're under stress, that we don't identify as stress. We don't see ourselves as stressed out. We don't see ourselves as overwhelmed. We don't feel it. Why? Because we compartmentalize. Men more so than women because that's the way their brains work. Men are often less in touch with their feelings than are the women that surround them. But leaders of every level and of every gender face this moment in time when everything in the world is closing in tight and it's hard just to have a moment to stop and reflect. But leaders need room to breathe. If you haven't written it in your schedule, time to reflect. Time to just ask yourself, what did I do today? What could I have done better? How did I invest my time? How did I waste my time? If you're not taking time to do that, then you're losing ground already. A lot of people think that the best part of any plan is the execution of the plan. You've got to take action. You've got to take immediate action. You've got to constantly be on the hustle. And while there's some truth to the fact that if you're just sitting around with your feet up, you're probably not getting anything done, there's also a lot of truth to the fact that Thinking is the hardest part of any job, and that's why so few people do it. Many people will dive into a project and action, 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 action themselves through it without taking time to think about the budget, about the impact, about the long-term ramifications, about the human relationship cost required to pull off this project. And the challenge with that is a leader who gets caught up in overwhelm but stay so busy in the activity that they don't recognize the stress of the overwhelm can literally work themselves to an early grave. There are many people who have found themselves dealing with high blood pressure, with heart attacks, with mental anxiety, even with things like an aneurysm. And when the doctor goes to do their homework and they say, well, you know, this has kind of been coming on for a while. You must have been under stress for some period of time and you haven't taken any vacation time. You haven't taken any downtime. You, you haven't spent any time just by yourself pondering the effects of what you're doing. And that's why you've had this physical malady in your body. It's the result of the fact that your brain has no space to work. Now, it seems odd that we would talk about this in a leadership capacity because it is something you should be talking about with your primary care physician or if you have a therapist with them. 
someone needs to be poking at you about the questions of white space, mental white space. How much room do you leave around the tough decisions? Many people, for an example, handle their bookkeeping or their accounting or their tax paperwork a month before it's due to the IRS. That will create a whole lot of stress. And even in those 11 months leading up to that, there's stress about it in the subconscious level of your mind that's driving you crazy. You just haven't admitted it. You haven't acknowledged how much it's bugging you because you think the more I put it off, the longer I wait, the less it will, it will bug me. I'll deal with it all at one time. Well, it doesn't really work like that because subconsciously you know it's a problem you have to deal with. Now, when we see reactions in public that to the outside viewer seem like an absolute overreaction to the problem, it often is directly related to the level of stress that that individual is carrying. So if you as a leader have a, a brand, the story that others tell about you is that you tend to fly off the handle, but you see yourself as a very calm, even-mannered type of a person, there's a good chance that you've got subconscious stress that you're not dealing well with. You haven't taken the time to reflect and ask, how do I feel about that? What, have I got, what am I going to do about this? And what have I done about this in the past? And if you're not asking those questions of yourself and you don't have a coach or an accountability person or a therapist who's asking those questions, chances are they're not being asked at all. If you're not taking the time to ask them and answer them, then you're going to be the one that's going to pay the price for that. Leaders need time to breathe, to just take a step back from everything and say, let me think through this. And leaders who don't take that time to breathe will find themselves blowing up over the smallest matters, losing control of their temper, making rash decisions, making decisions that seem like, hey, it was a quick decision on the fly. I must have made the right decision. I love John Maxwell's contrast of spending time thinking versus making solid decisions quickly. And when you read about the way John Maxwell talks about that in, in multiple of his leadership books, he said, you know, good leaders make quick decisions and they stick to them. And the reason that they're able to make quick decisions and stick to them is because they've already thought through this process a thousand times over before it came time to make the decision. But also, they have taken the time to analyze the risk long before the event came up. If I decide like this and we take this course of action, what will the outcome be? I, I can't guarantee what it will be, but I've got a pretty good idea what it will be based on the things that have happened in the past. And I also know that let's assume the worst happens or the best happens. Can I deal with the worst if that's the worst that happens? And am I excited about the best if that's the best that happens? That makes it making the decision a whole lot easier. But if you haven't taken the time to think through that process before the event arises, then chances are you're going to make a rash decision based on the emotions you have in the moment that the question is asked. In the moment that you have to make a critical decision, you won't have critical thinking to back your decision. You'll have the emotion of the moment. Leaders need time to breathe. They need white space. They need to pause. Now, sometimes that pause will be the difference between whether or not you blow up at a former employee or a competitor or a client because they say something irrational and, well, frankly, stupid because we've all encountered that, right? Someone says something, they're speaking completely out of turn, their opinion is unfounded, they really should have just kept their mouth shut, but now it's on us 
to react to it properly. Well, properly and appropriately may not always be the same. The appropriateness of the moment, of the situation, of the environment makes all the difference in the world. Even if what they really need is a good chastising, what they really need is to have their ears boxed, so to speak, to, to correct them and put them in their place. If that's not appropriate in this environment, then that reaction is going to be seen as an overreaction and it's not going to be any good for anybody. When leaders encounter that kind of moment, breathe, pause, create a little white space might mean you literally just walk away. You pretend that they didn't say it, you ignore the moment, and you walk away. Now, we've all probably had that moment in time that we can look back on and go, I did not handle that well. I had that similar encounter. I had that stressful day. I had that horrible turn of events over a series of sequences, and the outcome was disastrous. If we've had that, then it's easier to look back on it and say, okay, I can now analyze that in reverse and say, I got to that situation because of this, 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 and this. And if we don't take the time to pause, breathe, create the mental white space, and reflect, to just ask ourselves, how did I get here? What happened when? Where, where were the off-ramp opportunities that I failed to see or to take? Well, all of those aspects are going to be significant in the way that we handle those things in the future. And again, if you've got subconscious stress that you're not dealing with, if you've got issues in your life that really need to have a conversation with someone else, a third party, that you can just pour out your emotions to and it's not going to hurt them and it's not going to have a long-term effect on your relationship. If you don't have that, get that. Get a coach, get a therapist, get a counselor, get someone who you can be accountable to who will challenge you and ask you the tough questions. But you've got to be willing to ask and answer those tough questions. You've got to be willing to say, look, I'm human, I'm stressed out, or I don't feel like I'm stressed out, but there are a whole lot of things going on in my life right now that I haven't taken time to sort out. Maybe you need to do it in a journal. Maybe you need to create a spreadsheet and think about all the things that are open-ended projects right now. What do you have to get done in the next 10 days, 30 days, 90 days, one year? What are the things that are on your plate, your tasks? And which ones of those have you delegated and seen no action on? Or which ones of those are just eating you up because they're not getting done at all and it's on you to get it done? Those are the kinds of things, besides your emotional relationships and, and personal relationships, those are the kinds of things that sit in your subconscious mind and eat you up from the inside. Now, you might see exterior implications of those things. An example might be binge eating or binge drinking, or watching television shows for hours at a time to numb the mind. It's easy to get caught up in a series that you enjoy and just hit play, and you watch it so long that eventually Netflix or whoever else says, are you still watching? I mean, are, are you really there after nine straight episodes? And at some point you realize this isn't productive, it's mind-numbing. My whole purpose for doing this is to escape the reality of my life that is right now overwhelming. Look, if you're a leader and you found yourself in that spot, it's time to get a coach. It's time to get someone that you can pour your heart out to and say, these are all the things that I'm dealing with. And hopefully this is someone who has enough emotional maturity, spiritual maturity, life maturity to say, okay, these are things that I agreed, you're going to have to deal with them. And these are things that honestly, it's probably just time to forget about them and move on. Time to let it go. 
You can't change the outcome of it. You can't change what has already happened in the past. And you're thinking about it, worrying about it, allowing it to live rent-free in your head. But while it's killing you, possibly literally, driving you toward a heart attack, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, any of those other things that are stress-related, inflammation-related that start in the body because of the mind. Those are the kinds of things that you've got to work on. But the key to all of them will be to breathe. If you've got an Apple Watch, I, I used to wear one all the time. I stopped because it lights up every time I move my arm and it would throw the cameras out of focus. But the Apple Watch has a breathing function on it. It will actually remind you it's time to take several deep breaths because you haven't in the last 24 hours or however long you've been wearing your watch. And just following that instruction to get more oxygen in your body makes a huge difference in your health, makes a huge difference in your stress level. Take the time to breathe, literally. <sighs> Breathe, but also take the time to breathe, to step away from the action for a moment and allow yourself the mental white space to say, how do I sort out all these things that are going on? If you've ever seen a poster, flyer, a print ad, something of that nature, where the letters run off the edge of the page in every direction, some people graphically call it a full bleed. But when there's so much stuff on the page that you can't sort it out at first glance, that's because there's no white space. Now, sometimes you'll see an ad and it's literally the whole page is white and there's like four words in the middle. Those four words seem to really, really stand out because of the amount of white space around them. So it is with your thinking. If you don't create mental white space for the time that you need to think through the things that are important to you, then subconsciously your mind will look like that very busy ad and it won't function properly and that will lead to inflammation and that will lead to illness, sickness, disease, and possibly even death. So you got to breathe, you got to create the white space, you got to pause, and you got to reflect. When John Maxwell lists the things that he does every day, he said, every day I think, every day I read, every day I write, every day I reflect. And that reflection at the end of the day, rather than waiting to the end of the year, is a powerful thing. It's that short-term memory, that immediate awareness. Sometimes you need to reflect after every meeting or you need to reflect after a, a deep, heartfelt conversation with someone. But if you don't take time to reflect, then what happens is that 27-second genius in your brain that says, oh, here's a new idea, or here's a new idea, or here's a new idea, gets so overwhelmed that the genius goes away. You forget everything that's happening because there's so much happening. You feel like you're trying to have a conversation with 45 televisions on. You've got to have time to reflect. Sit down with the journal by yourself and just think through what's going on in your mind. How did I do this? How did I respond to that? Were those the words I wanted to use? We all know. We've all lived it. We've all walked away from a conversation and said, man, I should have said that. Maybe it was clever. Maybe it was witty. Maybe it was the perfect comeback. Maybe it was the sales clothes you needed. But you never think about it in the moment unless you've taken time to reflect previous moments to say, Oh, yeah, that would have been a better answer. If you have practiced those things, rehearsed those things in your head in a time of reflection from previous encounters, then this encounter is going to be a whole lot more powerful. It's likely to be a whole lot more witty. It's also likely to be a whole lot more appropriate and effective. All of that depends on you, the white space that you create, the time you take to breathe, the time you take to pause. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your leadership effectiveness. It's good for your thinking processes. It's good for your sales and your marketing. It's good for your team. Take the time to pause. Create mental white space. Reflect. And give yourself time to be you 
when nobody else is calling on you to be anything else. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.